0: Amen. Ruth chapter 2, beginning with verse 2. And Ruth the Moabite said unto Naomi, Let me now go to the field and glean ears of corn, after him in whose sight I shall find grace. And she said unto her, Go, my daughter. And she went and came and gleaned in the field after the reapers, and her hap, hap, that's where we get the word happen or happenstance. Her hap was to light on a part of the field belonging unto Boaz, who was of the kindred of Elimelech. And behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said unto the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered him, The Lord bless thee. Then said Boaz unto his servant that was set over the reapers, Whose damsel is this? And the servant that was set over the reapers answered and said, It is the Moabitish damsel that came back with Naomi out of the country of Moab. And she said, I pray you, let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. So she came and hath continued even from the morning until now that she tarried a little in the house. Then said Boaz unto Ruth, Hearest thou not, my daughter? Go not to glean in another field. Go not to glean in another field. Neither go from hence, but abide here fast by my maidens. And I want to... Read to you verse 10. Then she fell on her face and bowed herself to the ground and said unto him, Why have I found grace in thine eyes that thou shouldest take knowledge of me, seeing I am a stranger? And Boaz answered and said unto her, It hath been fully showed me all that thou hast done unto thy mother-in-law since the death of thine husband, and how thou hast left thy father and thy mother and the land of thy nativity, And art come unto a people which thou knewest not heretofore. The Lord recompense thy work. And a full reward be given thee of the Lord God of Israel. Under whose wings thou art come to trust. Verse number 15. When she was risen up to glean. Boaz commanded his young men saying. Let her glean even among the sheaves and reproach her not let fall also some of the handfuls of purpose for her and leave them that she may glean them and rebuke her not. So she gleaned in the field until even and beat out that she had gleaned and it was about an ephah of barley and she took it up and went into the city. I want to speak to you today on the subject this special field, this special field. We lift up our voices unto God and ask his blessing upon the preaching of his word tonight. Lord, I thank you for every person that is in this place. I thank you for bringing us from a mighty long way through hills and valleys and seas and mountains. Over rough terrain, over treacherous paths, you kept us. You brought us to this place, to this special field. And I pray that the anointing of your spirit would be upon the preaching of your word and upon your people as we go from one year into the next, seeing and seeking the goodness and the glory of God. And we give you all praise and glory and everybody said in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen and amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. I was not raised in the rolling hills of Cincinnati, in the terrain that we have come to know as the tri-state area, the seven hills, some of these magnificent scenic drives that we can take. We're so blessed to take just a little venture. 15, 20 minutes down the road can take you through some beautiful rolling hills and We're blessed to have that. It was not so uh, for us growing up. When we grew up, we grew up in the rural uh, plains of Indiana. We were raised amidst the cornfields and the soybean fields of, of north central Indiana. And it had a beauty of its own, especially at harvest time when the fields were filled with all of the vegetation that came from the earth. But there's a reason they call them planes because it is very plain that's that's where that word that word comes from. When you're saying that something is plain, what you're saying is that it's it's flat it's there's not much curvature to it. there's not much topography there's just it's just plain. It resembles a plane or a field. And the field is important and and its flatness in many cases is also important because it gives the farmer something with which to work a flat surface something that they can break up they can break up that fallow ground and and when they break up that fallow ground that ground becomes a place that is it's rich soil and in it in it there is a power god Placed there. And and it it is a miraculous power. Don't ever let anybody tell you that they have never seen a miracle. Everybody has seen many miracles and they see them every day. You cannot explain what happens under the surface of the earth when seed goes into soil and soil interacts with seed. You have no idea. What is causing that seed to interact with the soil in such a way that it bursts forth from the ground as a mighty stalk and tree. You've seen miracles every day. Don't let anybody ever tell you they've never seen a miracle. Every time they get up in the morning, it is daylight. There is a literal ball of fire hanging in the air Warming the earth. And and they're going to tell you they've never seen a miracle. Yeah, you've seen plenty of miracles and you see them every single day. We just see them so often we forget that they're miracles. But that seed goes down into the soil of the earth and that soil presses upon the seed and the seed begins to break and there is a whole universe inside that seed That is just waiting to come forth from the earth. And that that seed bursts forth. And and God who designed it. God who created it. Unleashes that universe into the earth. and, And from that soil comes the most breathtaking and remarkable and miraculous growth. Of fruit, vegetation, plant life. All of this happens in a field because the field is the great evidence of the law of God's harvest. The law of God's harvest is simply what you sow, you shall reap. The scripture teaches us that if you sow to the flesh, you shall reap of the flesh corruption. If you sow to the spirit, you shall reap of the spirit life everlasting. The Bible teaches us not to be deceived, that God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. All of this happens in the field. And it happens in every field. This is why every sector of the workforce is called a field. It could be the medical field. It could be the legal field. It could be the construction field. It could be the financial field. It could be the journalism field. But, but when you talk to someone and they tell you about their line of work, they begin to tell you about their line of work, and then you get into the more detailed nuances of their work, and you say, what field are you in? And what you're asking is what part of the what part of that particular work sector, that particular industry, what part have you sown yourself into? What part are you taking your talents and pouring them into? And you do that, you pour your talents into that field because you know that your talents once they enter that field, there is a miracle that starts to occur and And the talent begins to mix with the soil. And the soil begins to mix with the talent. And up comes productivity. Up comes increase. Up comes fruit. Don't be discouraged. Be not weary in well-doing. For in due season you shall reap if you faint not. This is true of every part of life, and it is true of even your work life. In 2022, do not be discouraged. Do not be weary in well-doing. Keep sowing the seed you shall reap. It is a law of God's harvest. You shall reap if you faint not. Keep sowing the seed you shall reap if you faint not. Jesus talked about the field he talked about the field in his parables. In his parables, he described a man who sowed good seed in his field, and the seed brought forth wheat. And the next day, when, when they came to look upon the wheat that the seed brought forth, not only was there wheat, but there were tares involved. And, and it was so shocking that the that the servants said to the master, they said, Did not you sow good seed in this field? And he said, I did sow good seed. I really did sow good seed in this field. And they said, Why then do we see tares in the field? And he said, An enemy hath done this, but even the enemy can sow tares into a field and it will bring forth after what has been sown. Be careful what you sow. Because you will reap what you have sown. He talked about a treasure that was hid in a field. That a man knew the treasure was inside that field. And Jesus said that the kingdom of heaven was like. Unto a man. That knew about a treasure that was hid inside a field. And he bought the whole field. For the treasure that was inside the field. And he Found that treasure to be in it and it is true even today people buy property all the time only to find that somewhere beneath that surface of the property is oil our mineral reserves and various treasures that are hidden inside the field. There is so much under the surface that you do not even know is there but God knows it's there. Keep digging keep plowing it's a special field where you are. Now this woman by the name of Ruth, <coughs> the Bible that describes in the second chapter of her story where we are reading and what we are discussing, the Bible describes her story as taking place in a field. She's in a field through the whole second chapter. It's, it's all about her and this field. But before I talk to you about her and this field, I want to talk to you about what brought her to this field. Because what brought her to this field was something that that you and I can relate with. She had entered into the most devastating circumstances of her life. The story of Ruth, it is not to be overlooked how devastated her life was leading up to her encounter with Boaz. Her life had come to total ruin. Everything she knew was changing. Everything she had that was a matter of peace and a contributor to peace, all of that was ripped out of her hands. And she no longer had the gentle comforts of life. The Bible describes that she was a Moabitess. She was not of the lineage of Abraham, but she met a young man that, was this young man came from the household of Elimelech and Naomi and and the Bible describes that that he died and his father died and his brother died, leaving Ruth, Naomi, and Orpah as widows. Naomi being the mother-in-law, Ruth and Orpah as the daughters-in-law. And they all lost their husbands at the very same time. That is a devastating set of circumstances. It absolutely turns life upside down. And I want you to know, I I don't want to dwell on anything that is negative. We don't give glory to anything but Jesus Christ. He alone receives the glory. No flesh will glory in His presence. And certainly no calamity will glory in His presence. We give no glory to anything. But we do acknowledge the suffering our world is experiencing. We do acknowledge that people have had their lives turned upside down. We do acknowledge that... A person can be hit by one thing in 2021, now about to be 2022. And when they're just getting their composure, they're hit by something else. And people are going through a tough time, just like Ruth was going through a tough time. It got so bad that Naomi said, I can't stay here any longer, I've got to go home. I've got to go back to where there's some semblance of normality. Everything that Elimelech and I built is all gone. It's all taken up. And I've got to go back and just see if, if somebody will, will take care of me. One of the near kinsmen redeemers who would be a brother of Elimelech. But she thought this is highly unlikely because they have their own lives. Who of them would ever look to me as being someone they would would take up responsibility for? And so she's about to go back, and her daughter's-in-law came to her. And Orpah said, I will see you later. I'm going to go back to where I came from. You go ahead and have a good time in Bethlehem. But I'm going back to Moab. Ruth said something that changed the course of her life and it changed the destiny of her family. It absolutely altered the lineage of Abraham, if you please. It put her securely into a lineage she had no right to be a part of. Who does that sound like? I'll tell you who that sounds like. That sounds like you and I is who that sounds like. Because we've been placed into a lineage we have no right to be a part of. We have no right to have mercy. We have no right to be blessed. We have no right to be forgiven. We have no right to be able to have peace in our hearts and in our minds and in our homes. But God, who is so full of love, God, who is so kind and gracious, God, who is everlasting in His mercy, You know what, I'm going to tell you something. I just wonder if there's anybody here who understands how little right you have and no right you have to the goodness and the glory of God. I'm convinced that our ingratitude comes from the fact that we have a sense of entitlement that we believe we deserve some of the things God has given to us. And sometimes you need the Word of God to crawl up beside you and just remind you all over again, who do we think we are? We are nothing. We are only able to stand here clothed and in our right mind because God is good. able to stand in his presence hallelujah have food on our table have a roof over our head because the Lord of glory loves us with an everlasting love and he looks out for us and he blesses us Oh, praise his name She had no right to be a part of the lineage of Abraham. But she was about to say something that was going to change everything. My goodness, if we only knew the power of our words. If we only knew the power of our decisions. If we only knew how powerful one decision for God really was. Hallelujah. I'll tell you what she said that changed it all. She said to Naomi, Whither thou goest, I will go. Whither thou lodgest, I will lodge." your people shall be my people your God shall be my God I want to know if you thank God for the day that you opened up your mouth and said I'm going to be with the Lord his people are my people his law is my law his commandment is dear to my heart I'm going to tell you, that's when everything changed for you. That's when everything changed in your path. Your life was experiencing all the suffering and the setbacks and the calamity that this world can so cruelly bring. But that moment changes everything. When you say, Naomi, I will not leave you. I will go where you go. I will lodge where you lodge. You told me about this God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's my God. You told me about a God that parts waters. About a God that shuts the mouths of lions. You told me about a God who give us honey from a rock and water from stone. You told me about a God, hallelujah, who's our bread when we're hungry and our water when we're thirsty, who will walk with us when we walk by the way. You told me about a God who would never leave us nor forsake us. You told me about a God who is our light in a time of darkness. You told me about a God who is our healer, who is our savior who is our deliverer your God is my God no other gods before him ladies and gentlemen no other gods before him your God shall be my God your people shall be my people whether thou goest thou will go it changed everything it changes everything when you make up in your mind I'm going to serve the Lord. It changes everything. I'm going to serve the Lord, and it doesn't matter what comes my way. Let me tell you something. You better make it up in your spirit that you're going to serve the Lord no matter what. And you better do it now. You hear what I'm preaching. Listen to what the Bible says. The Bible said if you could not contend with the footman, how are you going to be able to run with the horses? And I'm going to tell you what's happened in the last couple of years. The horses are loose. That's exactly what's happening. The horses are running through the earth. You know the horses of war and violence, the horses of poverty and famine, the horses of pestilence. They're running to and fro through the earth. And those who wouldn't walk with God when things were easier have fallen by the wayside. But we're going to, listen, if the horses are running, I'm running too. I'm going to run faster than I've ever ran before. We're not going to let famine stop us. We're not going to let pestilence stop us. We're not going to let war and poverty and violence. No, we're going to run this race with patience that is set before us. My God. Hallelujah. You've got to walk with God because if you can't walk with him, how are you going to run with the horses? My God, the horses are running. You be, it's time to get serious, ladies and gentlemen. You better saddle up. Come on, you better saddle up and get on board and say, I am in this for the long haul. I'm not going back to where God delivered me from. He brought me out of that bondage. I'm not going back. He brought me out of that shame. I'm not going back. There'll come a time, there'll come a time, there'll come a time where the world will give you reason to want to go back. Calamity, suffering, sorrow, lonely nights, heartache, broken dreams, shattered, shattered dreams. And you'll, you'll be forced to answer the question, will I go to Bethlehem or will I go back to Moab? Go to Bethlehem. Go, keep on walking, keep on running. Hallelujah, run and be not weary. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Woo! Glory. <laughs> Hallelujah. My God. I'm going to tell you, you saw it tonight. The people you saw dancing and shouting, these people have faced suffering in 2021. They, play, they, they face hardship in 2021. They face a heartache, and they face brokenness, and they face challenges, and they walk right back into this house and said, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Jamie, I had no doubt you'd be here tonight. I had no doubt you he listen. We were at the graveside this morning and we we're at the funeral yesterday, and he's here tonight because he made up in his mind, I'm not going back to Moab. I'm not going back to Moab. Whither thou goest, I'm gonna go. Whither thou lodgest. I will lodge. Your people shall be my people. Let me tell you something, Tree of Life Church, Grace Point Church. Let me tell you something, Body of Christ. Let me tell you something. You're my people. I'm your people. We are people together. We are the people of the name. We worship together. We pray together. We suffer together. We weep together. We rejoice together. We eat together. We raise our children together. We're going to fight the good fight of faith together. We're going to run the race together. Hallelujah. I'm going all the way. Hallelujah. And when when your family is suffering Everybody is going to weep and pray And fast and seek God On your behalf You
1: are not alone
0: in this field You're not alone We're in this thing together We're in this thing together She said I'm going with you They get there And and the Bible says that, that Ruth gets antsy And she said to Naomi She said look Let me now go to the field. I gotta go to the field. I can't I can't sit here all day long. I gotta get up and I gotta I gotta get into that field. She just had to go put her hands in the dirt in the field. Now we know from the parables of Jesus that the field is the world, that the field and more specifically, the field is the people. That's what they are, that's why the field represents the people because man was made from the dust of the ground. And, and that's why when you put seed inside a field, it will bring forth whatever's inside that seed. And the same is true of people. If we will put the word of God inside of a person, I'm going to tell you something. What is in that word will come forth from that person. I rebuke all of these Terrible heresies that have convinced people that they are already predetermined whether they're going to spend eternity. That is a lie, and it is hatched straight out of hell. It is up to you. It is your free will if you're going to serve the Lord or not. And here's what we're going to do, church. We're going to put this seed inside that field. Let me go to the field. Are you suffering? Let's go to the field. Are you heartbroken? Let's go to the field. Have your dreams been shattered? Let's go to the field. Ruth said there's only one place for me to go. I got to I got to go I got to go help somebody. I got to go put my hands in the field. I, I've got to go sow some seed. I, I, my heart's broken. I need to get in that field. I need something from the field. I, I need to sow seed and bring forth fruit. I need I need to work. I need to. I, my 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 life has been upended. Let me now go to the field. And Naomi said, "Go, my daughter," and she goes to the field. And the Bible says that when she gets into that field, she's just hanging out with the reapers. I love that part. Let me tell you something what the Bible says. The Bible says, one planteth, another watereth, but God giveth the increase. And, and that's, where, that's what the Bible says, one planteth, another watereth, God giveth the increase. Listen, when God gives the increase, we still have to reap. We have a responsibility to reap the increase that God has given. That's where strategy comes in. That is where that is where good planning comes in. That is where prayer and fasting come in. Planting is sowing the word and watering is praying over the word that has been sown and and is ministering to and pouring pouring that water upon that seed that has been sown. God does the miracle of providing the increase, but it is the laborers that get out into the field and start reaping the increase. God has given We are the reapers. And Ruth said, I'm going to go hang out with the reapers. Listen, we can't just be sowers. We have to be sowers and reapers. We have to be diligent and deliberate. And God help us all. In 2022, we're going to be more deliberate and diligent than ever in not just sowing for a harvest. And not just watering the harvest. And God has been so faithful. He has given us so much increase. But what I'm asking the Lord for in 2022 Is Lord unite us To reap the harvest To reap the harvest To put our shoulder to the plow And reap the harvest When people come to church Like Ruth went to the field They need to find reapers Hallelujah Folks that know how to use the sickle Folks that know how to to pluck some corn. Folks that know how to shell some peas. Folks that know how to get what's in the field into the barn. Folks that know, listen, when they come into this house, they need to sit down next to somebody who knows we didn't just come here to warm a pew. We came here, hallelujah, to reap a harvest. She said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go hang out with the reapers. Because the reapers, there's a, lot, there's a lot happening when you're with the reapers. They're just picking stuff and, and throwing it in the bin, throwing it in the tractor. They're throwing it in the wagon. They're just picking and picking. And they're going to drop some things. And she was gleaning and gathering everything that the reapers were dropping. People are gonna come in 2022 and beyond. They're gonna come among us and let them come and let them be. Let them worship. Let them pray. Let them gather and glean. God is bringing a harvest. God is bringing a harvest. God is bringing a harvest. Their lives are shattered. Their dreams are broken. Their heart is wounded. They believe the lie of the devil and the devil's lie has wounded them irreparably. They've fallen into sin. They've fallen into heartache. Come on. Come on into this field. This is a special field. You're welcome in this field. Glean and gather whatever you can get. Grab a little peace over here and a little bit of joy over there and a little love over there. And when you meet sister so-and-so, she's going to bless you. And when you meet brother so-and-so, he's going to pray for you. Because we're reapers. Because we're reapers. Hallelujah. Yeah. Woo. When people come in contact with you, let them come in contact with the reapers. Yeah. Pluck them out of whatever field they've been in. You know what Boaz did? Boaz came up and he sees Ruth gathering and gleaning among the reapers. And he said, whose damsel is this? And they said, this is the Moabitish woman. This is the woman who doesn't belong here. This is the woman who we don't even know who she is or where she came from. And, and Boaz said, I am so thankful that she is here. Some people would look at her and say, you don't belong here. Where'd you come from? You don't have any history here. Where did you come from? You don't know the, You don't know the protocol around here. Where did you come from? But that's not what Boaz said. Boaz said, "Leave her be. Let her gather whatever she can gather. Let her glean whatever she can glean." And as a matter of fact, here's what I want you to do. I want you to pull some stuff and drop it on purpose. you to pick some corn and don't even put it in the wagon. Just drop it on the ground and keep on walking. I want her to gather stuff she didn't know she was going to be able to gather. I want You know what? Do you know how often that happens? How many people come to the house of God and they come in for one reason and leave with the Holy Ghost? The old timers used to say, I went to a meeting one night and my heart wasn't right, but something got a hold of me. How many remember when that certain something got a hold of your spirit. Oh friend, has it been too long since you first walked into the presence of God? Has it become mundane to you? Has it become boring to you? God forbid. A thousand times no. We ought to weep every time we think of his body that was broken and his blood that was shed. Hallelujah. 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 He said, "Let's listen. Let her let her trail along with the reapers. I want her to get what she can. I want her to glean everything she can glean. Gather everything she can gather." Boaz went to Ruth, and he said to her, "Listen. I I want you to stay in this field." Notice what the Bible says. The Bible says she happed Upon the field. That means she wasn't even trying to get there. She's just looking for food anywhere she can find it. Do you know there are people in the bar right now. That are looking for what we have in this place. And they're going to get here. They're just going to hop. They're going to. My God, Brother Dion, they're going to come in by accident. They're going to walk in. They're not even going to mean to be here. But they're just going to come in and they're going to taste... And see that the Lord is good. Can I prophesy to you for just a little bit? Right now, they're shooting up. Right now, they're smoking. Right now, they're drinking. Right now, they're with the wrong crowd. Right? But they're happening upon a certain field. They're feeling their way to a certain field. And I'm going to tell you something. When they come in contact with this special field... Everything is going to change for them. Boaz was the kinsman redeemer. And he walked up to Ruth and he said, you have come to the right field. Don't go to any other field. He said, never go to another one. I know you've been sampling all of them. I know you've been trying each one out here, there, a little bit everywhere. Don't ever go to another field. This is a special field. You're going to glean stuff you didn't even know existed. You're going to gather stuff you didn't even know you needed. Hallelujah. And he went over, listen, he went over and whispered to the reapers, "Throw throw a little corn on the ground. Throw some barley on the ground. Make sure there's something in her path. Can I tell you that God is whispering to reapers right now? If you ever get an an urge to text somebody that you're going to pray for them, encourage them, do it. That's not you. That's God. That's Boaz whispering to the reaper, put a little barley out there on purpose. Hallelujah. Put a little something out there on purpose because she's in the right field. Notice Notice what Boaz said because Ruth He comes to her and says, everything's going to be all right. I'm going to take care of you. You're going to have everything you ever need. You're going to glean and gather whatever you want. And and we're going to put handfuls of purpose. Everything's going to be exactly as you need it. You, You don't ever have to go to another field. This is your field now. You can sow in this field and you can reap from this field you can sow prayer and you can reap blessings you you can you can sow faithfulness and you can reap blessings you you can sow obedience and reap blessings you can sow worship and reap joy you you can sow this is your field now and Ruth the bible says she fell on her face and said she said how have i found grace in your sight I, it doesn't make any sense she said i am a stranger I'm going to tell you something, folks. We cannot lose that spirit. We are strangers. Do Do we know what just happened here in this little cup? Do we know what we just remembered together? And did we really remember it? Or did we go through the motion, God forbid? Or did we actually stop and contemplate? See, we can get so used to our way of doing things that we feel like experts in the field. We start feeling like this is our field. And we own it. And we are the controllers of it. And, 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 and we're just strange. In this field, this special field called grace, called love, called mercy, called peace, called hope. I don't belong here. I'm here because God is so good to me. That's why I'm here. I can't ever lose that. God help me never to lose that. I need to wake up every morning and say, Lord, thank you for letting me see another day. I need to go to bed every night saying, Lord, thank you for helping me get through another day. I need to walk into this place with my brothers and sisters and thank God for every time I get to interact with you, precious people of Almighty God. we were just strangers. He said, how have I found grace in your sight? I am a stranger. And he said, this is how. He said, I know... The love and the care you have given to Naomi, your mother-in-law. And I know that you left your father and your mother and your kindred and everything you knew to come to this field. And I will show grace unto you. Those were the two things that caught his attention. How she treated people and what she sacrificed. Those were the two things. And I want you to know that hasn't changed. That is exactly what God is looking at today. He's watching how you treat people. And he's watching what you're willing to leave behind. How many had to leave something behind when you started serving the Lord? I'm going to close my eyes because I hope every hand in this building goes up. Because let me tell you something. If you didn't leave anything behind, you're not going where you need to go. You've got to leave some things behind... There are some people who won't make the journey with you because they refuse to leave and go to this special field God has called you to. And you've got to be willing to say, no, I, I can't, I've I got to step away. Some people have left doctrines that they were raised to believe all their lives. Some people have left teachings that they were raised to believe all their lives. But when they looked into the word of the Lord and they saw truth versus error... They were honest with God and said, I must walk in the ways of truth. And God took notice of that. Some of you are here because a forefather did that. And it was easier. Listen, I'm 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 sixth, fifth, I'm fifth generation Pentecost. I'm fifth generation Pentecost. My grandbaby is seventh generation Pentecost. And I thank God for, for that. I, I give him all the praise. But it wasn't always that way. I was born and raised on preaching and praise. I was teethed on the back of church benches. I I, I came up hearing the old songs of Zion. I, I came up hearing preaching. I came up... Thinking it was normal for folks to get slain in the spirit and dance in the aisles, I, I came up. I came up happy to be numbered with the people of the Lord. But I had a great grandfather who was persecuted in underground churches in the Middle East and Russia. It wasn't popular. People praised me for praising God. People complimented me when I praised God. But that wasn't the way for my great grandfather. He had to go down into the underground church. They were hiding down, hiding out when the, when the soldiers walked by with guns Murdering Christians one by one And they were sweetly humming Under the blood Under the blood Under the soul-cleansing flood And the death angel passed them by I'm here today because somebody in my family Walked away from false doctrine. God honored them for it. See, see, here's the here's the challenge we have in 2021. There are a lot of people that wanna they want to have their new life and their old life. They want the new man and the old man. It didn't work that way. The old man dies in the waters of baptism. Baptism in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And the new man lives when you're filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Oh, bless his holy name. You gotta walk into that dimension that God is taking you. He's taking you to a special field. A field where, a field where you where you're gonna have peace and joy and love and laughter, and life, and goodness, and gentleness. I wouldn't trade it for anything in this world. Those who mock you for serving God, love them regardless of their mockery, because they're going to need you one day when their life falls apart. They're going to need you one day when everything shatters, and you Do not point a finger at them and tell them you told them so. You be ready because we were strangers to the covenant of faith. We were foreigners to the promise of God. We were aliens. But now we are washed. Hallelujah. Now we are sanctified. Now we are justified. Not because we are good, but because he is good. Hallelujah. Come out from among them. Be saved separate saith the Lord. Go ahead and praise God like you've never praised Him before. One day they'll be praising Him with you. Go ahead and live for God with a reckless abandon. One day they'll be living for God with you. Go ahead and give it all. Don't serve Him half 50%. Serve Him with everything you've got. One day they'll be praising Him and serving Him with you (laughs) in this special field. It's a place Brother Hatfield, where we can sow and reap. I can, I, can, I can sow into my children. I can sow my children into this field, Brother Birdie. And know that there's going to become a harvest. A harvest of, of, of God-fearing people. Saints of the Most High God. I can sow them into this field and, and see them come forth as prayer warriors, as soul winners, as loving husbands and virtuous women. Praise God. Now, now, now that doesn't mean we won't make mistakes. That doesn't mean everything's going to be perfect. But that, that, that just simply means this is a special field where miracles happen. Hallelujah. Where people are raised from the dead. Hallelujah, where people who they said there was no hope for them to live come to life again. Hallelujah, I've been with people in this room in the intensive care this year multiple times, and and, and in multiple times God has come through. God, hallelujah, has never failed. Even when it was His will to take somebody, immediately there came the sweet, peace of heaven to assure and to remind I am with you even to the ends of the world. I am with you. I am with you. I am with you. I am with you. I'm going to share this because he, he shared it with us and, and, I, I want, and he would want it to be an encouragement to you. Our dear brother Durst who lost his loving wife. Sister Durst we love them. Thank God for their many years of faithful service to the kingdom of God here at Tree of Life Church he was suffering because of losing her and one night he could not sleep he, he, he could not he could not sleep it was the night before her home going service and, and he just simply could not rest and as he lay there tossing and turning trying to catch some sleep before that morning he, he, he dozed off and woke up, dozed off and woke up dozed off and woke up one time he dozed off and he had a dream And in that dream, he just, he leaned up in the dream against his pickup truck. He had been working a long time in the dream. And he leaned up against his pickup truck just to take a little break. And there came a car down the street. And and that car pulled up close to him. And the window rolled down. And the driver of the car was Bishop Buller. And Bishop Buller said out the window, how you doing, Bill? And Brother Bill said, I'm okay, Bishop. I'm okay. He said, you hanging in there? He said, I'm trying. He said, Bishop, I didn't know you all could talk where you are. He said, where you are, are are you able to talk up there? Are you able to communicate up where you are? And Bishop, in the dream, said, oh, Bill, he said, it's wonderful up here. He said, we talk all the time up here. He said, but I'm going to have to go because someone is coming through the gate. And he drove off. And Brother Durst went to sleep and he slept all night long. And he woke up refreshed and at peace with God. Knowing that his loving wife was walking through the gate. And she was joining a great cloud of witnesses, including her pastor for so many years. I'm just trying to tell you this is a special field it's a special field and, and it's it's not ours to control it's it's for whosoever will let him come come on into the field it's a special field you, you can raise your children in this field hallelujah you can have peace of mind in this field you can struggle and survive hallelujah you can suffer but have peace you can do things in this field you can't do in any other field' Don't. Oh, go to another field. Come on in to this special field. Hallelujah. God is watching us, and he's paying attention to what we will absolutely leave behind. And he's paying attention to how we treat people, how we treat the downtrodden how we treat the broken, how we treat those we could hurt when it's within our power to do so. You better be forgiving. You better be forgiving. You better be loving. You better be loving. Don't speak ill of them. Don't double cross them. Don't backbite them. Don't backstab them. Don't, Don't gossip about them. Just love them. God is paying attention. And if you'll do that in this field, oh, oh, the reward. Oh, the reward. Oh, the reward there is for people who do right by others. There's just simply no way to describe. He will load your wagon with benefits daily. He will load you with benefits. You'll wake up every morning to new mercy and new glory because you did right by others. you helped those that were in need. And when it was within your power to hurt them, you, you didn't hurt them. When you could have wounded them, you didn't wound them. You, you loved them. You didn't ignore them. You helped them. You served them. How have I found grace in thy sight? Because I was watching when you could have left Naomi by herself, when you could have turned your back on her and said, This is too much. I won't do it anymore. I was watching. And I'm going to reward you to a greater degree than you could ever imagine. Hallelujah. Who do you need to go do right by in 2022? Who do you need to sacrifice for? To love? Hallelujah. To nurture? To bless? To serve? Who? Who? Think about it. Because there's a treasure in that field if you'll sow into it. He'll bless your family. He'll bless your, inexplicably, He'll bless your family. He'll bless your children. Your children will walk, I walk I walk into blessings right now, I know are not my own doing. They are blessings stored up that my fathers have laid up for me. I know that. I walk into it and I'm like, where did this even come from? And it didn't come from me. It came from sacrifices made by forebearers who were doing right by others. Loving people loving god going to bethlehem and not to moab leaving everything for the cause of jesus christ hallelujah it's a special field it is a special field could you lift your hands and praise him with me right now hallelujah hallelujah glory to god who glory to god glory to god Hallelujah. It's a special field. <laughs> Woo, my God, this special field. Our musicians can come in the name of Jesus. This this place called the church. This place called ministering to people. This this place called helping others. This special field. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah glory to God. I feel the Holy Ghost is whispering to somebody to go grab something on purpose. Just go grab something on purpose. You could keep it for yourself. you could put it in your wagon, go give it to Ruth. Ruth has left everything she's ever known. Go give it to her. Ruth, Ruth doesn't have anything except for what you give her. Go give it to her. Boaz is walking up and down these aisles, whispering in your ears, Hallelujah, grab a handful of purpose, something God has given you, something God has blessed you with, and bless somebody else with it. Glory to God. Could you stand with me tonight in the name of the Lord? <laughs> my, mind goes, my mind goes to David, the sweet psalmist of Israel. The king, the prophet, the light of Israel. He was a fugitive, anointed and on the run. Saul was not fair. Saul was mean-spirited. Saul was unkind. Saul made David's life miserable. David felt like he was wasting years that should have been spent in comfort and leisure. And instead, he was running for his life, fearing he may die any day. And then the moment came where he could end it all by taking Saul's life in the cave. And while Saul is in that cave, vulnerable and unknowing, David has a chance to take his life. And he did not. But instead, he cut off just a piece of his garment as if to say, I was here I could have done this, and I didn't, and he left. We applaud David for that. We say, what a noble man that he didn't take his life, but instead just cut off his garment. But David didn't applaud himself. Do you know he begged God for mercy, for the snideness, for the passive aggressiveness? He begged God for mercy. Because his spirit wasn't where it needed to be. He should have simply loved. And that's it. But Saul didn't deserve it, neither do we. But Saul was mean-spirited, so so have we been mean-spirited. Don't do anything with snideness. Don't do anything with passive aggressiveness. Don't do anything with overt aggressiveness. Just love. Just be kind. Because this is a special field. It's a different kind of field. People don't walk into this kind of field every day. The fields where they normally work, they're always looking over their back. They're always wondering who's going to hurt them next. They're always afraid and always on guard. But not in this field. You're in a safe place. Do you hear me? You're in a safe place. Hallelujah. My God. There are some reapers in this house. Jesus, who have been through several seasons of harvest. They've seen rain fall and drown the harvest. They've seen, they've seen the sun rise hot and scorch the harvest. And then they've seen the perfect, beautiful balance where everything fell into place and the harvest came up plentifully. Well seasoned in years. And they want to bless you. You can suffer here. It's a special field. You, you, if you're not perfect, that's okay. Join the club. None of us are. But, but this is a special field. You can weep here. We'll weep with you. You can rejoice here. We'll rejoice with you in this special field. I want to know if there's anybody in this place that would lift your hand to heaven in this house and say, God, Help me be in this field. Help me turn my back on everything, every other field, every other field, every other field. The beautiful thing about this field is that you can take it wherever you go. Listen, when you're on the workplace, <laughs> when you're in the workplace and somebody just hap, haps upon you, happens upon you like Ruth did and the Boaz's part of the field, let me tell you something. They're on your territory. They're in your field. It's a special field. You go ahead and show them the love of God. You go ahead and demonstrate the gospel of Jesus Christ. And God's going to use you in a mighty way. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. I want somebody. Now listen, listen. 2021, we've said, has had many challenges. I want some folks to leave 2021 behind. Like Ruth left Moab. And walk into 2022. Like she stepped into Bethlehem and say it was, a, it was a tough journey, but I'm stepping into a new day. Woo. I'm stepping into a new day. Ha! Glory. Come on, I need some roots in this house to step out of Moab and into a new day, into a special field. Woo. Come on, somebody. That's it glory to God. I'm leaving behind the pain. I'm leaving behind the suffering. (laughs) I'm walking into a place called peace. I'm walking into a place called brotherly love. I'm walking into a special field where people love each other, where people worship God in the beauty of holiness, where people leave behind sin and shame, suffering, sorrow. Hallelujah. Where they leave behind the lusts of their own flesh. Come on, that's it. That's it. Thank you, Jesus. I won't go
1: back. Shut up. Can't go back too.
0: make commitments right now. Come on, let's make some commitments to God right now. In the name of Jesus, come on, let him settle your heart. We're going to lay some things behind us for going into 2022. We're going to lay some things behind us. In the name of Jesus, no more, no more self-defeating habits. We're going to leave self-defeating habits by the wayside. We're going to leave behind all the words that the enemy says to us about us. We're going to only believe what the Lord says about us. We're going to hold on to His Word. His Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. I see victory. Hallelujah. I receive victory. I declare victory over Arbol de Vida, Hallelujah. I declare victory over Tree of Life. I declare victory over Grace Point. In the name of Jesus, I declare the power of God upon our city. Hallelujah. The unity of the Holy Ghost upon our city. In Jesus' name. Come on. That's it. We're going we're gonna to step into a new day with a new anointing, with a fresh fire, with a Holy Ghost power, knowing that God has called us to this moment for such a time as this. If you believe it, lift up your hands and lift up your voices and give Him praise for it. Come on and give Him praise for it. You give Him praise for it. That's it. Let the anointing of God come on you like it's never come on you before. Let the anointing of the Holy Ghost come on you like it's never come on you before. to tell them you love them, that you can't wait to serve God with them in 2022. If you want to fist bump, fist bump, elbow bump, elbow bump, hug, however you want to do it, but God bless you in Jesus' name. Step into a new year with faith in your soul. God bless you in Jesus' name.